Listening to the flip side with Noah Philippiak, connecting the reality of the gospel to the grid of life. You can support the podcast and pick up some sweet flip side swag at www.patreon.com slash Noah Philippiak. What up, y'all? Welcome to episode 77 of the Flip Side Podcast. So glad to have you today. Some of you are watching on YouTube. Welcome. Others are listening on the audio podcast. Welcome there as well. And today I'm doing, I mean, not really a special episode. I, I'm going to talk about, I guess it's, it's kind of a special episode in a way. I'm just going to talk simply about how to stop looking at pornography. So most of you know, I've written a book called Beyond the Battle. A Man's Guide to His Identity in Christ in an Over-Sexualized World. Uh, this book will teach you how to stop looking at pornography. talks about a lot more than that. Uh, this book's also a great way to grow closer in your relationship with Jesus, pr- particularly your identity. So we look to sex. We look to, uh, in my case, to women to give us our value, to give us our validation. I need, if you're single, you're saying... You know, I need this sexual partner in my life to give uh, myself a sense of value, a sense of identity, a sense of meaning, or a sense of comfort, a sense of comfort. And we, we if you're married, uh, you, you may look to want your spouse to change, to give you those same things, or you may be looking outside of your marriage to f- try to find those things because you're not finding it in your marriage. And we look to uh, men, women, we look to sexual relationships to give us the things that only Jesus can actually give us. And then we do the same thing with pornography. It's like a safer way of trying to find those same things from sex, but we're engaging with a, a, a photo or a video or whatever it may be. And so Beyond the Battle really talks about how do we lose our desire to objectify women, uh, in my case. The book's written to men, uh, but really the, the, the principles of the book, you know, they apply to anything in our life that we're looking to to give us that sense of value, identity, uh, that we can only find in Jesus. And so uh, it's a great, great tool for learning how to stop looking at pornography. And that's what I titled this episode just because that is the, the subject that so many of us struggle with, men and women alike, and that number is just growing and growing and growing. And so I just I haven't done this in a while, and so I want to give just a very practical uh, practical episode on how to how to stop looking at uh, pornography. Uh, before I do that, those of you watching on YouTube, every time I do this video, I notice how massive my this is called a pop filter. It's this large black uh, circle, and it covers my microphone, and it's meant to uh, make the P sound pop, not be uh, as obnoxious sounding on the microphone. But I hate it. We're doing the video. It covers my whole face, and there's no good place to put it. So I'm going to do an experiment here, experimenting with the pop filter. There's no pop filter now, and I like this better. You can see my face. You can see my beard. Uh, I'm going to try this out for a few minutes because later I'm going to listen to this. And no, I'm too lazy to 
record a demo to do and to listen to. Why would I do that when I can just do it live in the actual episode? So there's no pop filter here. If this sounds just horrible, if your ears are bleeding right now, uh, please let me know. By the way, you can email the show podcast at beyondthebattle.net. I think the T sound too. Pop and uh, T, top. There we go. There's a good word. Uh, all right, I'll leave it at that. But it's off. It's off for right now. I'll add it. I'll add it back in here in a little bit. So a couple things uh, before we get started. Speaking of seeing my beard, by the way, I turned 40. Happy birthday to me. You have to subscribe to the audio feed to get the five-minute flips. I did one on reflections on turning 40, serious reflections. Uh, check that out when you get a chance. Uh, subscribe to the audio feed if you don't already. Uh, but once we get to 15 patrons on Patreon, I will be shaving. I'll grow this thing out nice and bushy. We'll be shaving the horseshoe mustache. Here's the thing. We gained two patrons. So shout out to Dwayne and John. You guys are awesome. And uh, we, we did lose a patron, though. So that said, we were at 11. We should be at 13, but we lost one. We are down uh, to 12. But we have... Griffin waiting in the wings. Shout out to Griffin. When we get to 14, he's told me he's going to be the 15th to to get across the finish line. He wants to be the guy that gets the credit for getting us across the finish line uh, to the horseshoe mustache, which I will have for a week, and I will preach a sermon in it, and I will uh, do a podcast, uh, video podcast in it, which obviously the whole world wants to see. That that will go viral. Uh, we will become worldwide phenomenons at that point. So, uh if you want to be, we need two people to get us to the finish line, to get us to Griffin, who's going to get us to the finish line. That could be you. Patreon.com slash Noah Thank you for supporting the podcast. It allows me to do this. It allows me to blog. It allows me to write. And I've got some cool insider uh, updates just to send to patrons on two, uh, two new writing projects that I'm working on. So thanks again. It really means a lot because... Writing is hard. I'm insecure. You write stuff and you go, I I don't like rejection. I'm not a celebrity. I don't I don't have this huge following. And so you just kind of get gun shy sometimes. And it only takes a few people to say something really impacted them or encourage them or help them to go, you know what? I think I'm gonna keep doing this. So thank you to those who uh, that 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 support via Patreon and or who just send in positive feedback. Uh, you can always do that as well. Uh, via the email, which I already gave you. So uh, Patreon, we talked about. You'll get some sweet Flipside swag if you sign up. Like this mug. My third favorite podcast is the Flipside. We try very hard around here to be your third favorite podcast. It is not easy uh, to be number three. Uh, it takes it takes a lot of almost quality work to be number three on your list. That is the goal that we shoot for around here. Uh, I'm drinking my Chris's Blend today. Shout out. To Angry Brew, sponsoring the podcast and Five Lakes Coffee. You can pick up a bag of Chris's Blend at fivelakes.com. Use promo code FLIP. You get 10% off your order. Chris's Blend, a dollar of your order goes to an orphanage in Honduras, which is awesome. Five Lakes is a great company owned by a Christian friend of mine, so support them. Order yourself some Angry Brew, some Chris's Blend. You'll be supporting the flip side by using that promo code. It is a win, 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 because you get some delicious coffee as well. All right. The pop filter screen is going back on right now, and I'm going to use lots of peas, and you can't see my face anymore 
P's and T's. So pop filters back on. Let me know, audio files. Is that a word? Audio file? Let me know if this uh, if this sounds so much better. I'm going to mess around with things here to try to get you to still be able to see my face. I, I, I <laughs> there we go. This is this is how we stay at number three on uh, on your list. It takes hard work like this. Uh, so let's talk about pornography. Okay, so I've had I've had uh, okay I'm 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 am t- timing my life out here. 18 years I've been married, and I've been in professional vocational ministry pa- as a pastor. 18 years as well. I started out as a youth pastor for a year and a half, and going to keep bugging me trying to find that happy medium spot where you can see my face uh i I was a youth pastor for a year and a half and then i jumped into church planting at a pretty young age i got married at the age of 21 my wife and i were virgins when we got married by the way i talk about this a lot on my story about sex uh which is i want to say episode 53 50 something sorry so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to not repeat that whole episode you can you can go listen to it. It is my story as it relates to sex. And I will try uh, to multitask here and find you that episode number. Uh, but um, I, I was looking at porn a couple years into our marriage while I was a youth pastor. And I was I was slipping up. And uh, oh, I always hesitate in this part of my story because I there's just some private stuff, right, between uh, – in a marriage, and we'll just say I had a lot of entitlement. I had a lot of entitlement about uh, what sex in marriage I thought would be like, and uh, I I was selfish too. I was selfish. I was selfish and had a lot of entitlement, and sometimes things uh, don't all happen the way you I guess fantasize about it or, or think about it. Uh, I, I already feel like I've said too much. But my point is, um, I was frustrated, and um, there was a, there was a deep season as well, and I write about this a lot in Beyond the Battle, uh, where I was like, screw this marriage thing. Screw God's way. God's way, uh, stupid. The world's way is better. I'm going to leave my marriage. I'm going to go have sex with other women. Uh, I was 24, I remember, at the time of that season. I was three years into my marriage, and I was – living around uh, Michigan State University. There was attractive college women everywhere. It was a very sexualized environment. And uh, it just seemed like the world's way uh, was better. And so uh, you can read about that in Beyond the Battle. You can hear more about that. And oh, I wasn't even close. Episode uh, 61 is uh, my story that I get into detail. No, I lied. I need to keep scrolling down. Episode 61, I talked to Matt Dobschutz about pornography. Episode 60, there we go. That's part one of my story about sex, and I do a three-part story on my life. Uh, But the first one is on porn and sex. And um, that was – but that was the first time I had kind of fallen back into pornography. It was during that season of frustration, you know, sort of sexual frustration – and I realized, man, I got I got to deal with this. I had kicked the habit in college uh, via community and talking to my my best friend, my roommate, Steve. And we talk about it and, and have accountability. And uh, but, I, you know, in, into marriage, youth pastor, you go, wow, there's there's a lot more on the line now. And uh, I I would say I, I battled it 
started using Covenant Eyes back then, and that helped a lot. And then I, I got to a point in my ministry, I would always talk a lot about pornography. I would try to be open about it to be a resource for guys. And I got to a point where I didn't desire porn anymore. It, it got to a point where it wasn't just uh, don't look at it, it's bad. Don't look at it, it's bad. Please don't look at it, don't look at it. You know, lock everything down, lock down the phone, lock down the laptop. Uh, it was like, I don't want to look at that. I actually was rewired on how to view women and sex and God's view of sex and uh, began viewing my wife differently and <clears throat> viewing her as a person, not as a sexual object for me to get gratification from. And all that I write about in the book. That's what spurred on the book. And I want to say that it is possible to get to a point where you don't desire uh, pornography anymore. Uh, I got to that point at that time, I think pretty much on my own. I, I, I felt like I, I had um, figured some stuff out theologically that freed me up from that entitlement that I talked about. So these are all significant things on how to stop looking at porn. This is all the stuff Beyond the Battle talks about. Uh, and one of the huge theological things was being grateful for what I have and to stop being entitled, ask, demanding from God you know, to feel like to give me what I deserve and being woken up <clears throat> by the Holy Spirit. I don't deserve anything from God. I actually deserve his wrath, but he's given me his grace instead. And so realizing that the grace of Jesus is better than porn. The grace of Jesus is better than uh, a mar marriage. The grace of Jesus is better than the perfect sex life. The grace of Jesus is better than anything. And in fact, what I was looking for from women, uh, from pornography, from these other women I was tempted by, and what I was looking for from my wife was a, a deep sense of validation, affirmation, comfort, uh, um, all those things that I, that I talk about. And those are things I can only find in Jesus. Those are things only God can give me. You've heard the phrase, maybe it's corny to you, that we have this God-shaped hole inside of us. I think that's very true. And no human being can fill that God-shaped hole. Uh, your spouse cannot fill that God-shaped hole. And if you expect them to, uh, they'll let you down. And you can fantasize about somebody else filling that God-shaped hole, and that somebody else won't. Uh, maybe for a little while they will. You, there's a rush, there's a high, uh, and it fades away, and it fades away, and it fades away, and it fades away. And only God can fill the God-shaped hole. Only the love of Christ uh, can give us the validation we're looking for, and we find our identity as his, as his child uh, and that type of love that he has for us. Okay, so things are great. Uh, the book's great, and I'm helping a lot of people. There's also a lot of—so we're fast-forwarding years now. Uh, the first edition of Beyond the Battle came out in 2018. That was the indie-published version. And uh, really, all this time, I, I did not need Covenant Eyes. I didn't need uh, accountability software uh, on my devices. That was a great place to be. That was a great place to be. And— I hear a lot from guys who say, you know, that's what I want. Uh, I don't, don't, don't give, don't give me. You know, we make guys use Covenant Eyes for a free thirty days uh, when when they do a group with us, and uh, guys that say, I'm not going to use that. I, I want to be able to 
get rid of the desire. You know, I want the heart change. I want the heart change. I'm like, I want that for you too. And and let me say, it is possible to be in a place where you don't need uh, the software. But things changed for me. And it's, it's hard to admit. Uh, but I started doing the groups and I kind of became the answer man. And if you read, uh, this is the new version of Beyond the Battle that came out in 2021. And or, yeah, yeah, late 2021. So I got to write, uh, there was a two-year period between the first edition and, and kind of writing the second one about being the answer man. Uh, I, was, I, was, I wasn't living a double life or hi- hypocrisy, but I, what I found was I wasn't being vulnerable uh, like I used to be because I had to be the answer man. And it was subconscious. It was subconscious. But when I stopped being vulnerable and transparent in community about sexual temptation, then things fester. Things, you know, the the spoil, the the old food in the fridge starts to grow mold on it. It starts to get worse and worse and worse. And that's, that's how Satan works. And it's, there's no exceptions to that rule. Let me just say that as a little aside. There is no exception to that rule. I'm a pastor. I wrote this book. I am not an exception to that rule. Whenever you hear about a celebrity pastor or your local pastor who has what we call, for whatever reason, a moral failure, what I mean, we, we call it that. There's lots of moral failures, not just a, an affair or whatever. But anyway, you know what I mean? Uh, there's this sexual moral failure, and they lose their job, and their ministry's shattered, and all this stuff because they had an affair, or sometimes it's prostitutes, or maybe it's just a ton of porn, you know, that was found, or something like that. And we go, oh, I can't believe that this holy person, this man of the cloth, usually it's a man, uh, would would do this. Well, there's no exceptions to the rule that we have to have vulnerable community in our lives. There's a phrase I used to use a lot in the podcast, and I haven't used it in a while, so I forget what it is. You can actually get a mug with it on there. Uh, I always get confused. Where grace lives, vulnerability abounds. If we believe in grace, uh, we will be vulnerable. That's the point. I always get confused because it might be where vulnerability lives, grace abounds. (laughs) I think it's where grace lives. Vulnerability abounds third favorite podcast baby and so what my point is is when any of us stop being vulnerable trans transparent and vulnerable in community about our sexual temptations the small stuff the small compromises the stuff that you would say oh that's that's not a big deal like i'm watching a pg-13 movie and i'm lusting over the like a comic book movie and and the actress you know, they're always super attractive and they're wearing tight fitting clothing. And I start making the compromise of lusting over them. And you go, well, that's not even a big deal. It's a comic book movie. That's what guys do. That's, you know, whatever. Those are the types of compromises I'm talking about where when you're not in regular, authentic, vulnerable, transparent community about did I lust this week, uh, you know, in any way at all, and getting to the root of why that is and getting to the root of of what that does to my brain. It, it teaches me that women are objects, first of all, and it starts training me to view all women that way. It, it starts teaching me that sex is a commodity for me to consume. 
And let's face it, these rush, the, the rush that we get from lust, from porn, from sex, uh, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a, a psychologist and a brain expert, but I do know that it does the same thing to your brain as uh, narcotics do. It's, it gets your, your dopamine sensors going, your reward sensors, and it creates an addictive cycle where you need more and more and more. And your body goes, I like that. And I get comfort from it. And I get a sense of validation from it. And I get a sense of fantasy from it. The validation is when I see an attractive woman and she thinks I'm desirable, now I have value. Because the, tr- the attractive woman in the room said I was desirable, so now I am. So now I, I, I have a sense of value. And I can, I can fantasize about that in pornography. The woman is always seductive. She's not just naked. She's naked and seductive. She wants me. Her wanting me gives me a sense that I have value. This affirmation is, is, is what I'm looking for. So these small compromises, uh, you know, you, you start to easily make when you're not in vulnerable community. And you can say, yeah, I could just choose on my own, right, to, to not do that. I, no, you can't. <laughs> you can, no, you can't. You can for a little while. Um, but I'll just say for me, uh, I started to make small compromises, nothing that would make the headlines. I didn't fall back into uh, the pornography addiction that I had before. I wasn't looking at what we would classify pornography. It was small compromises like what I just des- described. And it was stuff I wouldn't have done before. It was stuff that I wouldn't have done when I was writing the book, when I had lost that desire. Because you see, it's a whole package as far as the way you view women, the way you view sex, where you get your sense of value from. Satan wants you to think. You can have the best of both worlds. You can flirt. You can dabble. You can't. Because once you start going down that road of getting getting your, your affirmation in that place, getting a hit off of that, uh, you, how can you view women not as objects when you're viewing them as objects, right? You can't, it's like, they, that contradicts itself. You either view them as objects or you view them as whole people. You view them as daughters. You view them with dignity or you view them as objects. Once you start viewing them as objects, you view them as objects, right? And, and then it, it does get worse and worse and worse from there. So I'm gonna, I, again, podcast format, I'm just going to say that over a period of time, I'm going to have to generalize some things here, that uh, spiritual warfare from this book coming out, planting a church, and COVID, the, the, there's some emotional trauma going on in my life during that time. I've talked in depth about depression here uh, on, the, on the podcast, and again, trying to be sensitive of, of uh, my wife and my marriage. And I love my wife very much. We've been married 18 years. Uh, we we have a, a not a I don't know what you'd call it uh, an easy marriage. We we love each other very much. There's stuff that we have to work on, and I think our marriage is a is a testimony of people that love each other and who 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 learn to love, who learn what love is. I talked about that in Beyond the Battle. I didn't know what love was for the first nine years of my marriage because it was so, my love for my wife was so self-seeking. And uh, some of these lessons we learn to have love that's not self-seeking, I mean, that's a journey, right? That's a journey and a half. Uh, entitlement, I think I did kill that entitlement for a while. Well, guess what? It came back. <laughs> it tends to do that uh, because... I'm human and, and, and I'm, I'm sinful and I, and I have my weaknesses and 
I wasn't in vulnerable community. So I got to a point where the temptation to look at pornography again was incredible. Okay, so I, I never thought again that I would even be tempted by pornography. And by the way, when I talk about pornography, I am not just talking about hardcore pornography, watching two people have intercourse or something like that. Uh, in, in my own story, very rarely, frankly, in my whole life, very rarely, uh, if ever, was that the type of pornography that I was seeking out. I'm not judging those who do. I'm just saying there we we need to use that term pornography in a broad way lusting on instagram hello instagram is an app full of photos and many many of those photos or videos are of of women in their bikinis and their underwear being very sexual youtube is the same way tiktok is the same way facebook and twitter can also be used in the same way you can you can find those things. You can go seeking them out, and they can find you. They can find you. You're searching on Instagram. It's a matter of time before you you find that. And is it going to hook you in or not? And more often than not, it does. I consider that under the umbrella of what I call pornography, or at least those are things that that hook you in, and then that gets you into the next step and the next step, and the next step. And I, and I don't want to be triggering here in all my descriptive ways, but it's, it's, it's not long before you're, before you're there, and then you're into nudity, and then you're into you know, deeper forms of pornography. And let's face it, looking at a picture like that and masturbating, what is the difference between looking at porn and masturbating and looking at a you know, girl in, on Instagram and, and masturbating? I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're doing the same thing to your brain. And so we just need to be honest and real and by the way, I'm a, I'm a guy, and I'm heterosexual, and I, I struggle with lusting over attractive women. The statistics uh, for women looking at pornography uh, gets higher and higher every year. The statistics for women under the age of 30 uh, is, is significantly high uh, because we're, we're now in a, this very technological cell phone age. And again, I don't say that. I say that to include women in the room. This is not just a guy problem. So when I talk about my own struggles, uh, it's in that context. Uh, but this is certainly something that affects everybody at this point. And uh, what, what's also sad to me is as the problem gets bigger, I, what I'm not seeing in the church, I'm not seeing a bigger response to address the problem. I'm actually seeing the opposite. So as the problem of pornography gets bigger, and more and more people are lusting over Instagram and TikTok and these and our children, literally our children are, are being raised looking at porn, softcore and hard on their social media outlets and YouTube as they as they just have these these porn machines given to them at young ages of seven, eight, nine, ten years old and into their adolescent years. <laughs> I think it's bad now. It's it's gonna be it's going to be it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and 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 that addiction never goes away it's not like you're going to get married and that's going to go away there's only more at stake and there it's it's okay so that's a little aside but in the church i'm not seeing the church rise up and say 
wow, almost everybody is looking at porn, or almost everybody is struggling with lust. We should be talking about sex and lust all the time. Books like Beyond the Battle should be bestsellers. They should be flying off the charts as we try to resource as many people as possible. We should all be using Covenant Eyes. We should all be using Accountable to You, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. We should be doing sermon series on sex and on, and on porn. But we don't. And I, th it's getting, it's, it's, what's happening is, I, we're normalizing it the way the culture is. I think maybe it's because our clergy are looking at porn, and so they don't want to talk about it. I think maybe it's because they, they know that everybody's. It's almost like there's this unspoken thing now in the church. We just kind of, this is just, we get this. We, we're gonna give it all to God, but we get to keep this one thing. It's like, how could we not? It's, it's, it's everywhere and it's so intoxicating and, and I need to have it and I have a sex drive and, and so I'm, I just get to have it. I get to have my porn. I get to have my lust. I get to have my Instagram or, you know, whatever, the, whatever wherever I'm finding the stuff I'm looking at. And, and it's when you hear what some of the things I'm saying, I think some people go, wow, that's so prudish. I mean, to say you could have a problem using Instagram. I mean, come on. How, I almost want to say, how could you not have a problem? When you're when you're using Instagram, and so this is just one podcast. I mean, I I know I'm your third favorite podcast, and we have millions of listeners out there. We don't actually have millions of listeners. Uh, my point is, uh, this podcast isn't going to change the momentum of the church. I, I it's really going to require. I, I I encourage you as a listener, and especially if you're an, a pastor or a church leader. You have got to push this topic in your church. Your people are struggling, and it does matter. It does matter because it matters. It's turning us, it has turned us into selfish people consumers. We don't know what love is anymore. We don't know what self-sacrifice is anymore. We don't know how to look at our spouse, particularly thinking of dudes and the way we look at women, and it, it might go the other way too. I don't know. I think women are wired differently. I don't understand it all. This is not exactly a subject I can talk super in-depth with uh, a, a woman about um, but, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. But my, my point is, um, we, we, you as a listener, I, we need to keep beating this drum and saying, no, this does matter. This, this affects marriages. This affects, I mean, you, you know, look at like the sex abuse in our cultures off the chart. Our culture is the biggest hypocrite in the world. We normalize pornography addiction. We normalize casual sex. We normalize sex everywhere. I mean, just sex, 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 sex. We we love it. We we embrace it. Uh, I mean, I mean, legitimately, you know, uh, I saw I saw something on Instagram the other day. It was a master class of how to not look at porn, and I was interested because I'm going to post a similar ad for my groups that I'm going to talk about here in this episode, and I and I was curious the type of comments that were under it, and most all of the comments I read were guys saying. Porn isn't bad. Get off of my feed. Like, you know, uh, porn's fine in moderation. That is what our culture thinks about porn. And if you if you really want to be depressed about the debauchery of our culture, uh, go to, uh, what is the website? Singles in America. Uh, Match.com does a survey every year of singles in America and their sex lives. And I know this because I use some of these stats uh, in my book to talk about the sex lives of the common American and go to singles 
I think it's singles in America, singlesinamerica.com, but Google match.com's singles in America survey and you'll find it. And when I wrote this, whatever year that stat was, I think um, 34% of millennials had had sex before their first date. So I believe it's called handshake sex which is like you meet someone, you shake their hand. So instead of shaking hands, you just meet someone. Hi, my name is Noah, and we're going to have intercourse now, right now. We're going to have intercourse. No, interview sex. That's not handshake sex. Interview sex. Uh, I think I compared it to something like that. Like we used to have handshakes, and now we just have intercourse. Um, interview sex is, hey, you know, what's your favorite color? Let's have intercourse because we need to know, like, I got to know how you are in bed so if i'm gonna stay with you or not like just for a second date not oh i mean a first date <laughs> a first date they've had 34 percent of millennials have had sex before their first date millennial singles that's crazy i don't not i do not want to believe that that's true i do not want to believe that those are the guys looking at my daughters as they as they walk around right and my daughters are kids but it won't be long, right, until they themselves are teenagers and, and, and young adults. My, my oldest is 11. It's, it's right around the corner. And that's a scary world to live in. So my point is we want all that sex, 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 sex. It's great. We love it. We celebrate it because we're all addicted to it. And the only way to deal with our addiction is to normalize it. Uh, but then it, it goes too far and it becomes sexual abuse and it becomes rape and it becomes uh, child sexual abuse. As if we can control an addiction, as if culture can 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 draw a line and say, I'm going to be obsessed with sex up to this point. I'm going to up to this line right here and I won't go this far. I'm only going to go this far. That's a lie. And, and those stats, sadly, are just going to go more and more off the charts. And the church has got to do something about it. We have to be a safe place for women. We have to be a safe place for marriages. We have to be a safe place for singles and for us to learn one. You don't need sex. You don't need to worship sex. You don't need sex. If you're single, you don't need sex. If you're married, you don't need sex. And that is really, really hard uh, to to live into when we are swimming in the cultural waters that we're that we're swimming in. And so uh, that's my challenge, my shout out uh, to the church. But to get back to, to my point there, there comes a point where. There comes they came there came a point for me I was talking about the temptation being off the charts and I couldn't handle the temptation anymore. We need to be honest about that. And so uh, I did a couple things. So number 1, if you are struggling with any level of temptation whatsoever, I really we've got to stop saying, well I, I slip up every once in a while. No, like this is a, a egregious sin in God's eyes. And it's doing egregious things to your soul and to the soul of the men and women that are in your life. And so if you have any frequency at all of, of lusting on your phone or on your computer, you have got to add some accountability software. Okay, I'm going to give you two. I actually use both of them now because I am tenacious when it comes to snuffing out uh, temptation. And so uh, I've used Covenant Eyes for a long time. Like I said, I didn't need it before. I do need it now. 
and I'm very thankful for it. And so what Covenant Eyes does is it monitors my computer screen and my phone, tablets, and if it detects any, really skin, it detects uh, sexual things, but it can just detect, it has an artificial intelligence way of detecting these images, and it will send an email to my ally, my accountability partners. I choose that my wife receives mine and it blurs the images out so everything's secure. And if there was something uh, bad on there, it would be it would be blurred out so that the person receiving it uh, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be lusting over the same thing. And uh, what I what what I love about Covenant Eyes is that it works. It's image based. So if you're on Instagram or YouTube, you can you're covered. It's it's if a picture if a picture comes up. Well, YouTube's still kind of keyword based, uh, but if a picture comes up, there's no words to describe the picture. It's just a picture. Uh, you're still covered. I love being covered because when we're alone is when those desires can take over. And when you have something like Covenant Eyes, you're really never alone. You're never alone. And so I want to encourage you right now to go get a free month of Covenant Eyes. Uh, the website is covenanteyes.com and use promo code BEYOND and you'll get 30 days free to try it out. Now, I'm going to say a couple more things about it. I am tenacious when it comes to this stuff. And frankly, stuff like Instagram, I thought I was in control of and I wasn't. And there was a time, well, I, I didn't even use Instagram. And I started using it uh, because of a job that I had and there you go. There's all this temptation there. You can do a ministry job and need to use Instagram, and now you're lusting, right? And so what I actually did is I switched. So let me just say this. Yes, iPhones are better than Androids. There is no question, okay? I had an iPhone. On an iPhone, uh, you can use Covenant Eyes on it. If you really want Covenant Eyes to work uh, pure, like great, where you don't have a way around it, uh, you have to... You have to. It's it's actually it's a bit cumbersome. You have to de, you have to delete. Uh, okay, you have you have to use Covenant Eyes or Safari as your browser, and then you got to delete Instagram. You got to delete Facebook. You got to delete YouTube. All the apps you can't use them. You got to delete them, and then you you lock the phone down with a parental passcode. So you're like the child. Somebody else has the the passcode. You could do it that way, and I did for a little while. Um, but I the oh so then on your browser, when you're using like safari or covenant eyes you're surfing the internet if you want to use instagram you go to www.instagram.com right or youtube.com and you use them via the browser uh they work they don't work quite as well uh but they work uh there was things on instagram i couldn't do that i needed to do for my job and even some of my author stuff you couldn't post videos and whatnot and so i switched to android this this uh podcast is not sponsored by android because androids are not as good of phones as iphones and i've talked to so many people that are that are lusting on their iphones uh they they won't delete those apps they won't lock it down they think they can control it and uh, and or they might be having some technical issues that can happen too with iphones depending on what model you have uh with covenant eyes like i can't i need this for my job and so i'm it's like so you're gonna look at porn because you need you know you need your iphone for your job where, where are your priorities? Like, come on. These are followers of Jesus who are, some are married. And whether you're single or married, it shouldn't matter. Uh, anyway, uh, man, 
switched to the Android, and the reason is I can use uh, my apps. It works. Covenant Eyes works way better on Android. So uh, I can use the Instagram app. I can use Facebook app. I can use YouTube app. All my apps are covered, and it's beautiful. So I'm telling you right here, I'm being serious, how you can actually never have uh, to lustful images on your phone or computer that aren't uh, that someone else isn't with you on. All right, I mean, I could go look at it right now. My and my wife would know exactly what I was looking at. So I'm not gonna. So again, there's like the the weak Noah, the addicted Noah uh, that needs help. Right? For why is it so hard for us to say I need help? You need help if you're looking at this stuff. You need help. Get covenant eyes and get an ally. If you're a guy, join Beyond the Battle, and you'll jump into this huge uh, alumni group that I'm going to talk to you about in a little bit with some groups that we're starting. There's no excuses. And my groups are cheap, by the way. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but some of these other groups out there for these sexual purity groups, it's like, want to stop looking at porn? $800 for our group (laughs) or whatever. My group is $100, and it's seven weeks long. And we have a scholarship form, so you can pay anything you want. It's fine. And then you get into an alumni group that's free and meets forever. It's amazing, right? The point is stop looking at porn, okay? I'm going to talk about those groups in a minute. If you want to check them out now, beyondthebattle.net. We're launching two new groups uh, at the beginning of March, and you need to sign up. It's, It's late January right now. Sign up right now. The group's are incredible. The groups will change your life. The alumni group will change your life. That alumni group, I started it because of that. See, I told you I'm tenacious. I'm not going to let Satan win. Started the alumni group, and uh, a lot of it was for me. I just needed that vulnerable community back, and I have it now. I have guys in my life that I talk to on a, a weekly basis and multiple times a week about the ways that I'm being tempted, the things I'm thinking about, the lies I'm believing that man, Satan's trying to lie to me all the time. And I, and, and again, if I didn't have vulnerable community, I'd just be another guy that would have fallen, another moral failure. This, I cannot emphasize enough, uh, whether it's an affair or pornography or whatever it is, this alumni group has saved me from those things, has saved me from doing really, really stupid things. So beyondthebattle.net, join a group. We have two groups forming right now. One of them is Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. One of them is Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So those times should work for you. No matter your time zone, one of those two times uh, should work for you. So uh, Covenant Eyes. I I just gave you the rundown on Covenant Eyes. Now, here's the thing. There's uh, Covenant Eyes does not cover your – I'm going to move my – pop filter again mostly because i need to get my arm in here if you could see how disorganized everything outside of this screen is most of you would have a panic attack you can see a little bit in the corner of the of the screen over here that corner right there you can see it's starting to creep in my office my office is really really messy so um give me a second here uh i i need to um I think I'm looking up the right, um, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to find a resource that I need to give you and I am not gonna, I'm not gonna edit this out. So I told you that. All right. So, um, let me talk to you about accountable to you. And, um, I started using accountable to you recently. 
and I use both. I use both Covenant Eyes and Accountable to You, and I think you should too, because let's be honest, <clears throat> there's always a way, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm coughing into the mic with no pop filter. I wonder how that sounds. Uh, there's there's always a way around, you know, there's always a way around a, 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 a filter, a accountability software. And so double up. Covenant Eyes and Accountable to You do two different things. I used to kind of think they were competitors. I mean, they kind of are, but they do, they do, they do two totally different things. And I think they complement each other really, really well. And so uh, what Accountable to You is, it's a keyword-based, and it picks up any keyword that you put into your phone or your computer. You can tweak it a little bit if you don't want it tracking your text or your emails uh, or whatnot. But uh, there's a thing called... Uh, there's a thing called edging, and edging is this idea of, hey, what can I try to find that my covenant eyes may not pick up? And again, in your addicted self, uh, it's, it's common practice. It's, and so uh, you you might, uh, again, I don't want to give you ideas, right? But you, you might be edging. You might be finding things that aren't porn, but you're lusting, and you're not being honest about them, and you need accountability. You need help. For you, uh, for you to be honest about them, and some of the ways you edge is by you know typing in certain things and uh, doing certain doing certain searches, and those things uh, you know they end up not showing up on your covenant eyes report. So use accountable to you for that, and accountable to you, I uh, can get you a free month there as well if you want to try it out, and I'll put all this in the show notes. But it is the letter A. The number two, the letter U, so A2U dot app, A-P-P slash beyond. So there's no actual promo code, but that's kind of their version of the promo code. A as in Apple, two, the number two, U as in unicorn dot app, A-P-P slash beyond. And just try it out. You get a month free. And I think you might really like it. I like it a lot, too, because it gives instant alerts. So if you're doing something sketchy, it'll instantly alert your accountability partners. Uh, I really like that. It just raises the level of transparency, raises the level of, uh, of the conversation that you, guys are, that you guys are able to have. So those are two resources. If you, and that works across you know, any uh, – in fact, Accountable to You, I think, works on Google Chrome as well. Not Google Chrome. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Google Chrome is fine. Covenant Eyes works fine. Google Chrome is a browser. I'm talking about the Chromebook. That's what they are. Chromebook, the little cheap $50 thing that you can browse the internet with. Covenant Eyes doesn't work on that. So Accountable to You does. So if you have a Chromebook or your kid has a Chromebook, here's another thing. Uh, parents, your kids are looking at porn. Parents, your kids are looking at sketchy, very sexual things. And if they're not, it's going to find them. Okay? Uh, particularly boys... Girls as well. And so <clears throat> get your kids using Covenant Eyes and Accountable to You. And, uh, again, if you have a, a Chromebook, that might be something that your kids are using. Get Accountable to You on your Chromebook. So CovenantEyes.com, use promo code BEYOND, and then A2U.app slash BEYOND. Uh, there's one more thing. I want to talk about my groups, which I've already I've already talked about and this it's it's really important that um if you're a guy listening that you take this seriously and all we do in our group is this we, we meet for seven weeks on zoom it's awesome 
uh, you build great connections, you build really deep community, and we go through Beyond the Battle together, and there's teaching videos uh, that we watch, and then talk through questions, and you're going to learn these lessons that I'm just really quickly skimming over right now uh, in this episode. You're going you're gonna to learn about how to not objectify women. You're going to learn about how to not uh, live in entitlement. You're going to learn how to not, if you're married, how to not view your wife uh, as a, a, sexual, a sex vending machine, basically. You're going to learn how to live in reality instead of living in fantasy. You're going to learn about the importance of being deep in community and experiencing the love of Christ through, through um, community, that people that are, that are embodying this acceptance, this value uh, that, that Jesus shows you, and it rewires your brain. Oh, by the way, Beyond the Battle Retreats, yeah. So we did one in October in Grand Rapids where I live. We're going to do one in June. Yeah, June 22nd to 25th. We're going to Yosemite National Park near Fresno, California. We've got some alumni guys that live out there. It's going to be awesome. We're going to live in some tents for a couple days and just have an awesome time. And so uh, any Beyond the Battle alumni can go to that and hang out with me and some other guys, the guys that you're going to be getting to know on Zoom already. Uh, so beyondthebattle.net, sign up for a group. Uh, we have two groups open, and, man, join. Join, 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 join. Uh, seriously, scholarship forms. If you need scholarship money, just fill that out, and you sign up. It's uh, I don't want anyone to be inhibited from this. I really am tired of the church not doing something about this, and uh, th- this this needs to be this. Grab a friend and say, "Let's do this together." Right? We, you need help. I need help. We need help, and we can do this together. We can do this together. Um, I want to give you a resource for women. Beyond the battle groups are only for men. Uh, there's a great resource by Crystal Renaud Day. It's called 90 Days to Wholeness: A Porn Addiction Recovery Devotional for Women." And uh, you can also on the YouVersion app, you can. She has a 90-day devotional on there as well. If you look up 90 Days uh, to Wholeness, and you can also reach out uh, to Crystal Renaud Day. I'll put this resource in my notes, and uh, women, you can reach out to her and see what kind of uh, resources she recommends. She may be even available. Um, to I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Some counseling, coaching. Uh, and groups like that, but she would be the t- she would be a person that would know uh, what is out there for you beyond just reading a book um, or a, or a workbook. So highly highly recommend uh, those things. So um, I think that's it. I just I wanted to do I wanted to do a an episode where we really we really talked about. I'm telling you, if I. <laughs> I get frustrated by two things. I get frustrated by guys, and I guess women too. Um, just more, most of my conversations are with guys, guys who aren't, who are, who are dabbling in lust, and who, and who feel like there's no way to stop this stuff. If you do covenant eyes, especially if you get an Android, and you do accountable to you, as far as your laptop, your tablets, and your phone, which like 98 percent of the the you know the the avenues out there for pornography nowadays and for lustful images you don't have access to those things anymore at least not in an isolated way not without people in your life that have authority knowing people that you're that you're in community with so i just 
can't emphasize enough. And then to go to the next level, to get the heart change and to get the community behind you to support you in this, join a Beyond the Battle group, beyondthebattle.net. And uh, reach out to me, emails podcast at beyondthebattle.net. Guys, we can do this. Ladies, you can do this. We it, it, it is possible. It is possible uh, to find freedom. You're not alone. Satan has filled your life with lies. He's filled your mind up with lies. He fills me my mind up with lies. And I, I need other Christians, brothers in Christ, to speak the truth to me. And, I mean, that is what we need. So, so just I want to wake you up from your complacency of living in those lies as if it's the only way. It is not the only way. I'm a testimony to that two times over now, and I can give you countless stories of guys that are that are testimonies to that uh, as well. And so you're next. You're next. Uh, you're next. Don't wait. Uh, don't waste time. You're you are you're the next. Um, you're the next testimony when it comes to this. So so reach out, and all these uh, resources are going to be in the show notes. Don't miss them. And uh, with that, we'll wrap up the portion on how to, what did I say? How to not look at pornography, how to stop looking at pornography. And uh, we will, because I know you'd be very sad uh, that, see, if I don't do Noah's Rant, I probably would be your second favorite podcast, but we already have the mugs printed. And so I'm going to do Noah's Rant in order to downgrade this episode to be your third favorite podcast so if if you don't listen normally it is a really awkward transition i listen to other podcasts that are doing similar things and talking about serious things and i go what if this host like an idiot just (laughs) did a rant on something totally stupid right now trying to be funny like a comedy routine that would be really (laughs) out of nowhere and probably bad well we do that every time we do that we do that every episode now on the flip side so you're in you're in for a a treat or the opposite of a treat uh and oh i i forgot to play my uh my alarm sound so let me play that right now this is your official warning to turn off the podcast the podcast is now over this is our exit goodbye see you later only people that should continue listening are those that appreciate uh bad humor and uh the middle schooler in you will will just never will just never grow up. Uh, Noah's rant is for you. So without further ado, it is the one, the only, powered by Angry Brew. Noah's rant. Noah's rant. All right, I'm gonna go back to the pop screen. Pop 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 pop. How does that sound? All right. Ah. Nose rant. Nose rant. Here we go. I just can't see my face anymore. I'm sad. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know about you, but I don't ever I've been talking on the phone most of my life. I'm I'm 40 now. And you would think I'd have figured out how to hang up a phone call. I don't know how to hang up a phone call. Does anyone else struggle with this? When I'm talking to someone, I think it's worse when I'm talking to, like, customer support, just somebody I don't know, like the bank calls me or something. And at the end of the phone call, I always say 
stupid things. If I'm if I'm on the phone with somebody, I'm gonna I'm gonna mock hold my phone up here so it feels like I'm actually on the phone. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. I say bye bye. First of all, first of all, I say bye bye. Speaking of needing transparent, vulnerable community, flip upon am I? This is my time. I need you to support me. Don't judge me. Don't shame me. I'm confessing to you in the grace of Jesus. I say bye bye. I say bye bye to get off the phone. Every time I say bye bye, I go, I just said bye bye. Bye bye? Who says bye bye? I say bye bye to get off the phone with people. Like, I don't know how to get off. I don't ever. Who said. <laughs> Why? Would I say bye bye? See, we're human. We're fallen. We're, we have these addictions. This is one of mine. So I say thank you, bye bye, and then they say something else. You can't just end the call. It's this thing about these phone calls; they never end. I say bye bye, and then it's it's actually kind of addictive the other way, where now I've corrupted their mind, and they often say bye bye back to me. And now what am I supposed to say? They just said bye bye to me. I can't just hang up, so I say, thank you, <laughs> bye-bye. It's like we go back and forth. Uh, okay, thank you, thank you, bye-bye, bye-bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, bye. No, you hang up first. No, I love you more. No, I, lo I love you more. And every time I'm, I, I was just on the phone today with customer support, with PayPal, and I said, bye-bye at the end of the call, and they said, Bye-bye, and I said bye, and I hung up, and they were responding. In the middle of their response, I hung up on them. I totally cut them off. It was like this never-ending chain, and then I felt like a jerk. So I'm, tr I'm trying to be kind. For whatever reason, saying bye-bye feels so kind, and, and to keep the chain going back and forth, I love you more, I love you more, and then I just hung up on them like a huge jerk, and they're probably sad now and that, that I hung up and hung up the chain because I don't know when to hang up. I don't know. I don't know how to say bye, and I don't know when to hang up the phone. I don't know what to do, and I, I need some help. I genuinely need help. This Noah's rant, it's for me. This is not, I guess it's to make the world a better place. If you're a kook like me and you say buh bye to end your calls you need to stop but how can you right this is the thing there's no covenant eyes there's no accountable to you to help you stop saying buh bye at the end of your phone calls <laughs> that's so terrible we need help we need the flip upon my to come together we need to come together as one and those of you that are strong those of you that know how to end a phone call, those of you that know how to say goodbye in a polite way and hang up the phone and get off the phone and end, end the conversation without saying buh bye maybe even twice, we need your help. We need your expertise. We need you to rise to the plate. I need the emails to flood in. You need to share how to do this. And I, I'm just going to have this be an accountability session for me. The rest of this week, as I, as I go into my week, I'm going to be thinking about this conversation we had. When I'm on the phone, next time I'm on the phone, I'm going to consciously think, don't say bye-bye. Don't say bye-bye. Say anything else. Anything else but bye-bye. Don't say it. And I'll report in. I'll report in next time. It'll be a good accountability session, and I'll let you know how I did. And uh, we're going to make the world a better place. One phone call at a 
time. This, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, the end of Noah's rant. We have made the world a better place. And this is the end of episode 77. So, hey, thank you for listening. Be a subscriber. If you like the show, share it. Share it uh, with your friends. And listen next time. Become a patron like Dwayne and John did. Shout out. Two more needed to cross the finish line before before Griffin crosses the finish line. And uh, I'll see you next time on the flip side. The flip side with Noah Philippian is a Beyond Ministries production. Copyright Noah Philippiak. www.noahphilippiak.com. Theme music by Kyle Lake at K Lake Music. Used with permission. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. It's time to bring me closer. There's no purgatory because you're in or you're out. When you see them in the clouds, then you know it's going down. Raise them, raise them, raise them. They've been sleeping for some ages. Now all God's babies so confused by this hatred. Poor pit preachers shouldn't aim to be A-list. Money probably long, but short is with your days. And you ever-